Hello, my friends. It's me, your old pal, Nick the Magnificent. Am I allowed to give myself a nickname? Am I just stuck with Nick as a name? I want a nickname. Hmm. Well, did you catch it? The insane turn of events last week? The part where Matt shoved the info dump over the edge of a cliff? What a pain, I'll tell you. I guess that's the thing about D&D. You just really never know what's going to happen. And now that Galtier has a second piece of the meteor and an echo is talking to him, who knows what's going to happen? I certainly don't. But I can say you probably don't want to miss out on this episode. Don't forget to check out our Patreon and social medias at KnuckleBonesPod and KnuckleBonesPod.com. And if you want to get right to the action, you can probably hit right about the 16-minute mark. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have fun. Previously on Knucklebones. After dispatching a giant, ravenous spider, our heroes freed a doppelganger from webbing surrounding a 20-foot statue of the Dwarf King Frogbeard. Gray? The Dwarf King Frog... Nope. Fogger. 20-foot statue of the Dwarf King... Foghorn Leghorn! Our heroes freed a doppelganger from the webbing surrounding a 20-foot statue of the Dwarf King Fogrer. The doppelganger introduced himself as Maris and informed them that he and his counterparts were being paid by a group of dwarves to resurrect the long-dead Queen Crescia. He also mentioned that the doppelgangers were taking over Crescia one person at a time. Further exploration led deeper into the memorial where, trapped in a deep pit, they found hundreds of Crescians, starving, scared, and desperate, including Whispering Willow, who apparently fell into the pit while trying to rescue her fellow Crescians. Willow all but confirms a growing suspicion. Natural magic users are quite susceptible to a particular brand of chest bursting that we're becoming all too familiar with. A lot happened last time. Bone Boys, Scalades, Osteoembies, Transtaluses, Chitin Kids, and of course, all you cartilaginous folks in between. But nothing quite as significant as Gaultier finding the white glowing orb that crashed from the sky and also destroyed a statue of Lady Crasha herself in the process. After crawling over a grotesque ring of doppelganger bodies that were clearly destroyed in the blast, he reached out, grabbed the orb the size of a small volleyball, a smallyball, aka the official sport of Madrigal, and quickly was enveloped in a shroud of whispers and screams of a thousand different voices. And when Gaultier finally came to, he was confronted by a familiar, serrated claw-bearing echo. My dear friends out there, welcome back to Knuckle Bones. Bones, bones, bones. Knuckle bones, bones, bones. <laughs> what the heck was that, Max? By the way. Uh oh, that was my f- my uh uh uh. uh, 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 uh <laughs> having fun. Wow. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. 
That was me, folks. That's all. That's your butt. Peek behind the curtain, little parting of the kimono. In preparation for this recording session, I was listening to some raw audio of last session. Wanted Radio. to, Go ahead. As, as we, uh, as I just said, a lot of shit happened and I felt like my notes, uh, which were primarily doodles um, and illustrations of various knots. Anyway, I realized that despite having experienced it in the time and knowing it was happening, I still audibly gasped when fucking Gaultier just shoves Maris on the middle edge of the stand. Dear God, yeah. It was so I good. Just, oh my I, God. I, I, Sometimes I you gotta make a strong been, move. And I'm yet, still honestly kind of annoyed about it. I was like, what? <laughs> and I was listening to myself afterwards and I was so clearly stunned that I was like, I, I, you just, you just we, kill him and that it? you just that's so confidently it. were like, we yeah. know what we need to know from this guy. We we like, talked about it a little bit that's it. Uh, that night, but like, um, I, I wish I wish there's no way to do this, obviously. But I wish there was like an audio recording of my thoughts leading up to that because right. I had been <laughs> scheming for like how do I bring this character to justice, it, you know? And then I kept being like, I could kill him right now. And I was like, is that Matt or is that Galtier? Like, you know. Is that just like, am I just upset at this, the morality of this character? Like, how do I separate these nah. things? And I like took, you know, I had like, there was like a lot of internal conversation <laughs> that I, I like, that I, I think there's even a point where somebody talks to Galtia and I go like, uh-huh. Yeah. Cause it's, and that's me. <laughs> You're like, I can't, there's I can't no, there's no ram left like, up there. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Nope. It's all, it's all in yeah. use right now. Uh, it was and that so resulted good. in the absolute righteous murder of an NPC. It just, it was so righteous is like the exact right word. Oh, and that's, that's, the, that's the emotion too. Like, <laughs> yeah, hope- like you were just like, no, there's no question here. Yeah, and, you were and ready as to go. Someone, as someone, as a player who has uh, had a comparable uh, kind of moment uh, in a game before uh, with two of you actually where... I had to make right. a decision uh, for my character that I knew I was not going to have time to explain ahead of time to my compatriots what I was doing, and uh, so I I completely uh, can understand what you mean when you're talking about that internal struggle of like, well, shit, it is what it is. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to make the move, and you go like, I think this makes sense. Uh, for the character and the story, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm yeah, just, here it is, hard move. I yeah. hope this pans out. I think it's fun because it, it dimensionalizes Galtier in a way that he ha- doesn't, he wasn't before. He right. is more than yeah. just the king's good boy. You're absolutely true. And it yeah. is, it was a, a real moment for us to see, to see a hard move from Galtier. Like, he is such a man of finesse and of like suave, right? Like any kind of everything <laughs> yeah. that he does is like he's so particular and, and calculated, like everything is so measured. And so for him, that was kind of the same as like a violent outburst. Like it just it was such <laughs> yeah, a yeah. like knee jerk reaction yeah. that it truly caught us off guard. 
not to get too deep into it because this is definitely x-ray talk but like, yeah absolutely yeah. which by the way guys if you are not members of our patreon we are doing like semi-regular is, uh not. episodes uh of our bonus show <laughs> called x-ray where we do uh you know deep dives into the episode see things in a different i host life. it no one else has heard it it's crazy it's yeah it's uh there's a reason it's behind a paywall so if you haven't checked us out on patreon uh we're doing our regular extra show x-ray where we do these kind of deep dives but more significantly uh if you join if you join at the inspiration level or higher you're gonna get access to some exclusive merch with a certain familiar serrated claw bearing echo on it so be sure to check that out and anyway uh nick what the fuck do you want man <laughs> so if i could just make a quick pivot to take us away from our bonus content 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 our um, i have a question that content. i i've actually been sitting on this hey. question for a little while since episode two when i forgot to ask it actually i just think it's an interesting topic for conversation have you guys ever seen like a real meteor or any sort of like real celestial event like as it happens yeah now that we're back in this place where we have found a shard that fell from the sky you know it just kind of seems like an interesting thing to discuss like have you guys seen personally something uh absolutely yeah Ooh, tell me them juicy deets uh i mean multiple multiple passings of comets you know some of the big famous ones that are on the cyclical sort of every x number of years i've seen quite a few of those uh a couple of really great eclipses my grandparents live in hawaii for a while and there was, um, God, it must've been in like the mid nineties. Cause I was pretty little. Um, there was a couple of those that like the flight, not flight, but the like celestial path was particularly good, um, on Oahu. And I remember going out to like a banana tree farm thing, uh, <laughs> and like sitting in the back of a truck and it was like, it went from beautiful, bright Hawaii day to like complete fucking darkness. And it was crazy, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and then, as you guys know, very recently, I was yeah. uh, in the desert in a camper van. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to an uh, international dark sky park. And uh, looking at the Milky Way is like the coolest shit ever. Uh, and there was a bunch <laughs> of what looked like really incredibly huge stars. That's like, oh, no, that shit is Jupiter. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. I forgot. Right? Like, I don't live in a huge city, but there's enough light pollution here that, like, I, you're not seeing that, you know? Yeah. And it rules. Is I guess that, look in conclusion it rules. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, Nick and I, uh, well, I mean, all of us probably to various varying degrees, but Nick and I jointly uh, experienced uh, the solar eclipse a couple of years ago in our from the security of our yard where we could watch the strange shadows grow on our fence as we waited for things to slowly creep and get darker and darker. That's Uh, a weird, cool eclipse thing that you don't realize that your brain knows what direction shadows are supposed to go until they go the other direction. And then you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like, suddenly it's like some Peter what? Pan shit. Yeah, something is really strange here. <laughs> what if What if Nick had asked this question and one of us was like, "Well, yeah, I did that six months on the International Space Station." <laughs> right, <laughs> and he was just like, um, "I just had no idea." Uh, I've seen a couple, you know, shooting stars, as it were, and then also I think it's hard to beat. Uh, and I'm sorry to kind of isolate max out here but i uh, doesn't get much better than the aurora borealis personally oh yeah totally i forgot all about that 
One time as a kid, I saw a really particularly incredible display that had, you know, multiple colors of the Aurora, and it was one of the coolest things ever. That's like the weird version of Alaska privilege. Like, you know, that thing everyone has all the yeah. time. People are like, no, no, I traveled the thousands of miles right. to see this We spent once. good money to see that. And we're like, listen. Oh, you we... just inspired my story. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I love that she was like, remember this thing from your life? From and like, your this life. <laughs> Buckle up. I'm about to make something up. Yeah. I saw the eclipse and that's it. I've spent my life indoors inside boy so i was abducted by aliens when i was 14 oh fuck man Um, all right i'm making that up but here check this out uh my uncle was an alien one time well i saw chupacabra one time but i would anyway so (laughs) so what a correction what a like no no no, get it right it was a chupacabra my um everybody i just want to apologize i really fucked up as a wife just then and you know normally we try really hard to keep our marriage and our podcasting separate but that was such such a major error i felt like i needed to apologize to anybody listening okay sorry continue so no one time i one time i did see like this uh meteor right above me me and my brother were walking around it was crazy cool but michael you reminded me of something that was even cooler uh my uncle was a truck driver on the hall road in alaska so when he would go up to prudhoe bay which is one of the farthest points that you can drive to um, I would go with him every couple of weekends, and there was one time in particular when I went up with him, and we were in Prudhoe Bay. We we got there at night, and the lights up there are like magnified tenfold compared to what you get anywhere uh, yeah. else. Is what it seems like, anyways. And I remember driving up, and it was like I could look out the window of his truck and see the lights next to me on both sides, and it was just like I was surrounded by the aurora borealis, You're and it in was the tundra like where everything is flat and there's no yeah. light pollution oh. and you can just see forever. Yeah, that's, oh. that's sick. That's it was amazing. it was such a cool experience. You're making me almost be considering going home in winter time to try to see the lights, but you got to go up to Prudhoe Bay. I mean, if you want to see good lights, go. Yeah, up that's what I want to do. Let hey, let's go to Alaska <laughs> for Christmas and spend it in Look, Prudhoe Bay. Just just real quick, spend seven years becoming a pipe fitter, <laughs> yeah. get a job in an oil rig. <laughs> No, I was just I was just curious. It just seems like a fitting time to bring up this sort of topic. You know, I mean, the meteors are back in our our basic conversation in game. So just seem fun. And I've been speaking waiting for a good time should get brought up contextually. Do you know that there's just one size of volleyball? (laughs) Not I I will (laughs) argue that there is what is known as a smally ball. I, I mean, look. Apparently, yes, now that is true uh, in, in the fantasy world that we have mutually created. I just wanted to double check if Nick, the normal human being in the real world, is aware that there's really just there's just the one size. I will bet you one dollar right now that you could find a multiple size of volleyballs. There's two sizes. So there are two sizes of volleyball. The adult indoor volleyball is 65 to 67 centimeters as opposed to the youth volleyball, which is 63 to 65 centimeters in diameter. So what you're saying is there's, they both are 65 centimeters is what I'm hearing. That's one size of volleyball. I, they both I can protest. Be. They both have, see, there's one size of volleyball. That's my fucking point. This is not, this is not a basketball situation where there's a clear delineation. There's one fucking volleyball. 
so maybe maybe the truth about volleyballs is hidden somewhere in between the lines Look, in our bullet. There's a Venn diagram here, and I it's a ball of believe. stitched leather that's just one fucking circle, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's been a bit since we played. It's been a bit since we've been in this particular world. Let's jump back into it. Let's play our beautiful, beautiful game of Dungeons & Dragons. We are back, baby. Hello. Oh, how I've missed your sweet, sweet tones, dear Liza. <laughs> Blep, you are truly a vile creature. You need to stop that noise immediately. A thick mist hangs in boughs of twisted trees, clinging to everything and everyone. There's an encampment of scattered tents, the telltale sign of an army on campaign, dispersed throughout the bog, covering all of the ground that isn't rising and falling gently with the marsh swell. One tent is larger than the others and better appointed, much better appointed. Inside, two men hunch over a long table, a piece of parchment spread across it, weighted down by a sword still in its scabbard, a small shovel, and a flagon of wine. I am sick of the Merklands. We have the superior forces. We can crush them and be done with it. I desire the comforts of home just as much as you, Manon, but I think our strength is exactly why we should take a defensive stance. Let them throw themselves on our blades. That doesn't make any sense, Gaultier. If I wanted to fight like that, I would have brought Uder out here with us. Now, I understand your excitement here, but look, this is unfamiliar territory for us, right? We don't know these Merklands as well as these bandits and thieves and ne'er-do-wells out here do, but we do have the superior force. Look, right here. Okar. We make our stand there. We take up a defensive position. We let them come to us. Now, it, it'll take more time. It'll, it'll, it'll take more supply, but I think it's a viable option. We cannot let them get to Okar. That's the whole point. If they lay siege to Okar, we've lost everything. We have them flanked on the east and west. And we'll continue to do so. We can funnel them in. And then right there, we make our stand. And that way, we don't lose so many men. Look around. The bog creeps. The bog indeed creeps. <sighs> I know you don't care so much for these men, but I've taken a bit of a liking. These are not the king's forces, per se. This is uh, perhaps not your favorite assignment, Manny, but... I think this is the right call. If we can, if we can hold that position there, uh, I think we'll get an absolute victory. And then you can bring your flanks in and crush them later. We'll utilize your defensive strategies, brother. But once we arrive at Okot, and if they arrive, there will be a full frontal assault. If the opportunity arises, we'll be foolish not to. We'll be ready. Let them uh, wear themselves down and then... Uh, a Dejamol victory once again. Agreed. Defense it is. Well, why don't you pop open that flagon of wine now? <laughs> oh, a little bit of wine as opposed to rest? That sounds much more pleasurable, doesn't it? Oh, one might just help the other. Let's go. We, we pull out of and away from the tent, rising over the encampment, and we see the sort of time lapse as dawn approaches and the army's on the move. They take up position at Oakheart, and the forces of Madrigal, though heavily besieged, have the obvious upper hand, and 
for every soldier they lose, they take tenfold more with them. And after a uh, long and arduous battle, the conflict is won. The forces of Madrigal crush these opposition in the Merklands, and the Battle of Oakheart starts the first day of being a battle of repute and the first day of Manfred's reputation as an excellent commander and leader of men. Remains of the statue of Queen Cresha litter the floor. A portion of her arm here, half of her head, eyes staring at you over there. A dozen decomposing doppelganger bodies lie strewn about the room, killed by the meteor shard's impact a week ago. Ears still ringing and shocked, Galtier takes a step backwards, stone cracking under his boot. The familiar echo stands in front of you, Galtier, stepping forward as you step back. You can't read his intentions, but he's staring at you. His eyes are locked intently, and a slight sneer is on his face. The smoky ether wafts behind him as he moves. Um, and you're all alone in this room with her. I, I wasn't expecting you, but I have to say I admire your diligence. How far am I from the entrance to this room that I came that I came through? This echo is between you and the door, and you're you're probably 20 to 30 feet away from the door, and if you remember, you had to crawl over this pile of rubble right. where the meteor had smashed into the ground and created this big crater that, like, pulled up against the door, kind of. Um, God, this is dumb. I would like to... I'm gonna, I'm gonna go full smiley ball here. I'm gonna bump that spike it. That's the way I like it. Um, I want to run directly back to where I came from. Obviously, if that if he, if um, this echo is directly in my path, it's more of a like run at and try to like juke out of the way a little bit. Like I think he wants okay. Galtier is sort of it's a false charge, as if he's going to go to combat. What I'm actually would like to try to do is basically juke out of the way and fucking huck this thing over the rubble. Uh, out of this chamber to where uh, ostensibly my compatriots are. Okay, yeah. Um, a real dumb idea. I'm into it. Let's see this dex check, though. Let's see how uh, how accurate your throw can be while you're trying to juke. Liza and Babitha and Blep, what are you guys doing on the other side? I feel like you had you were helping to usher these people out of the dome, out of the memorial. Uh, that's kind of finishing up as Galtier separated now remember everybody it's um it's going to be a little bit of a process uh, for you to verify your identities to your loved ones presuming that they also haven't been um uh, consumed and replaced uh so just uh, be patient remember you've all been through a traumatic event and you should definitely talk to somebody about it but make sure they're not a doppelganger preferably they probably um I How guess it's a little bit questionable. Uh, listen, you know what? When we get back to What if you're Madrigal, a doppelganger? Well... <laughs> Liza, Liza's just going to change their face <laughs> to someone else in the crowd and just go, I don't know if I'm a good doppelganger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Life has stopped that right now. I, they don't mean it. I'm trying to keep things light. <laughs> One of them brandishes a kitchen knife that Babitha gave them at Liza. Yeah, no, no. I'm get back. That, I'm saving you, Dami. I'm take that right back from you if you, uh, if you don't put it away. You must feel that safety so safely. My goodness. I, I, y'all, I'm tired. <laughs> I, have we had to, like, rest recently? Gosh, I don't even, like, know what my spell slots are like. I wish I could look at that. So, anyways, thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. Have a wonderful time with your existential crisis in the city that may kill you. Bye. Bye now. <laughs> Take care. Remember, I've got skincare. Oh, no, wait. That wasn't well, you. Galtier, what did you get on your roll? Look, I am... Pleased to inform all of you that on my absolutely stupid idea of a thing to do with this big magical artifact, I have rolled a natural 20. Oh! Fuck yes! (laughs) Nick, you are my enemy and you may collectively eat our buttholes. (laughs) You can eat our B-U-T-T-S! Both, both, both! Both, Eat our blithes, buddy! You can eat our blives on covers of truth, <laughs> treasures, treasures, and such. You, like, sprint towards the guy. You take your juke, and you just huck this thing through this hole. Three-pointer, I mean, from downtown. It lands right at the top of this pile of rubble. Balances there for just an instant, and then clink, 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 and rolls down off the other side. Uh, this thing it like emits its own light it's not mm-hmm. a bright light but those of you on the other side can see this thing roll down the hill clink, 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 clink. and it rolls out sort of in your general area it's still it's a little ways away from you guys but you can see it and galtier at the same time that you like deke this guy out you see him in this incredibly fluid motion um, just the quickest reaction, he like darts off to the side. He takes a, he takes a step off to the side, lowers his body, and like has his claws up, ready to defend himself. Uh, just so much quicker than you had thought that this fellow would move. Um, did I pass him to make that throw, or is he still between me and the exit? You guys are kind of lateral at this point. Okay, um, Galtier is going to. This is also dumb. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing my sword. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. And I'm going to just shout, I can really use your help! But Galtier is in, is, um, he's basically in, like, let's tango mode, thinking maybe he can buy some time for them to grab the gem and then hopefully escape. This echo beside you now, he's got his claws kind of, like, crossed in front of his body, and he steps backwards, and he points once directly towards you, and he says, should you defy me, I will see to it that your fate and the fate of those you love is filled with nothing but agony. Why would you throw that? I want to just say that I think Blep would probably be the fastest to spring into action. Doesn't actually move, Just it's just a 45-foot tongue shot. <laughs> he just grabs <laughs> it. This <laughs> is comically far away, but he's like, man. Liza, Babitha, as this round orb kind of clinks down this hill, 
you notice that this sound is just like clink, 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 clink. Cling, 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 cling. Echoing through this whole chamber where you guys have been trying to be quiet. Blep rushes forward to grab it so it stops making noise. It's almost like a moment of fleeting panic as you hear this thing rolling down this pile of rocks making a bunch of noise. Liza is going to just run over and... Blep is following and he's actually like you can see he's actually kind of leaping like kind of like full frog leaping just to kind of like (laughs) he's more comfortable on there like he's just really getting going (laughs) blep leapfrogs his way up to the thing liza gets there first sprints up scoops it up this illuminated orb i just shove it down my pants Oh, I'm going to do, uh, Liza does the, the soccer player thing after they score a goal where they put it under their, uh, under their shirt. Liza's going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Tuck your shirt into your pants. Liza's just going to put the shard under their shirt and then like tie the excess like cloth around their hips. (laughs) So then it looks like I have pregnant belly, but it is gem. I love the idea of like a, a trashy tied off t-shirt look with like a weird glowing pregnant belly that is obviously not that. Like, it's just like, you're hiding something and we can yeah. all see it. <laughs> like, we know exactly what you're doing. I also like the idea of like Liza doing that like stereotypical like woman in a sitcom putting something under her shirt and not having a moment where they go, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just Liza in line like, what do you mean I cannot take into movie theater? <laughs> I promise it's not snacks, it's ancient gym. Gaultier, this echo inside this room with you is kind of making these like circular sidesteps trying to maintain his distance and move around you at the same time. Very apparently to you, being who you are, that he's trying to keep his motion and his edge that he has in this situation or that he thinks he has in this situation um, just in case some sort of a a fight breaks out you can tell that he's ready for it who are you old man oh now (laughs) old is an interesting perspective when coming from a ghost i gotta ask you a very similar question you've been uh persistent yourself in harrowing us might i ask why I have done nothing to harrow you. I am trying to take care of my business and do what must be done for my people. Now, I'm also a champion of the people. Perhaps uh, we are more aligned than we think. What is it that you're trying to do, if you don't mind me asking? Your name first, old man. Well, now that's mighty hurtful, but the name is Gautier Dejamol. Liza, I, um, is, am I mistaken, or, uh, is Gaultier actually interacting with that echo? Um, follow-up question, uh, we really need to tell him that you don't just give out your true name? Liza is just going to, like, cup their ear and just be like, or- we couldn't talk to Oris, could we? We, we spoke no. in words with ground, right? With the, with the dirt, yes. Was Oris stupid? Everybody, 
Everybody, you need to get a move on. If there's anybody left in here, they will. They will. There's lots of loud. And nobody. Okay. Nobody tell. This is just blanket magic talk. Don't tell people your true name if they ask for it. Please, <laughs> don't do that. Please. It's really no, dumb. I realize this. There's going to be a lot of trying to verify your um, your identities, as it were. Um, but uh, there are other ways that you can choose to do that. Um, m maybe a, a, a hidden birthmark? or um, You guys uh, look back and there's literally nobody behind you. Oh, good. Uh, 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 into the fray. <laughs> I'm sure they listened. We? I'm sure they caught roll, all of them. Roll, per roll perception checks, please. Uh, Liza, you can roll with advantage because you're cupping your ear. Well, that's a five plus one. That, that's a six, darling. A 23. 23. Liza and Babitha, you guys are trying to explain this stuff to... No one. Potentially the people that yeah. were here that are no longer here because you've done such a great job emptying the cave. Also, anyone left heard the loud noise and knew to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Yes. And notably... What you hear cupping your ear, coming from the pit behind you. Fuck. God damn it. I hate this sound. What's the opposite of ASMR? <laughs> ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> you hear these familiar clicking of claws on stone from down in the pit. Ugh. Dear God. <laughs> uh, Liza is going to... Oh no, I don't have light. I keep thinking that I have light, but I only have minor illusion. Nick, how far away is the bottom of this pit? Your pit is roughly 70 feet deep. Fuck me. And for sense of scale here, it's probably... 100, 150 feet back to the far side, and it even goes up another 50 feet or so. So you're kind of looking at it from this shelf where the path crosses it. So it goes up above and down below and opens into this big sort of bowl in front of you. Can Liza look around for a rock to throw on the, like as far away as possible from where the sound is coming from to try and distract whatever is walking, like crawling around down there yeah yeah easy plenty of rocks around okay. here um so would i just huck that thing as hard as i can yeah sure okay yeah you huck it what's your strength i mean it doesn't matter you huck it as far as you can there's no resistance or anything 50, 40 50 feet it goes out clatters on the ground and you're seeing like in the darkness below you can hear the, the clicking and clacking of these claws and you feel like there's a good number of these. Uh, you can't quite see everything that you're hearing, but you see a good 10, 12 of these creatures <laughs> scurry and <laughs> they like lunge where this rock landed, just like slashing and trying to get whatever it was. <laughs> Fighting over each other for an instant. Happening like Babitha just kind of without really thinking about it it's just kind of like takes a couple steps away from Liza. like she she's clearly putting a little bit of space between her and liza as she's kind of clocking what's happening nick am i 
thinking that these monsters are gonna like try and crawl up the the pit to come after us. Pretty good possibility. Okay. I am going to cast command at a second level to try and command two of these things and it's and the word is just going to be oh wait the spell has no effect if the target is undead if it doesn't understand your language or if your command is directly harmful to it do you think that these things would understand our language <laughs> uh no I, I think it's probably safe to say that no the, don't. what what do you mean they don't understand thieves can't okay well liza's just gonna start crawling up to where the the shard came out because if those things start crawling up to the hole where that is then galtier's truly fucked and that wouldn't be good yeah, this hole is about 15, 20 feet up. Like you have to crawl over the rubble to get to this hole yeah. that leads away from where you guys came in the first place. Mm-hmm. And Galtier, down in this area where the the small ritual chamber where this meteor struck, it did create a massive hole in the ceiling. So you're right. getting like natural light coming in, natural airflow and that sort of thing. So you're seeing that as you're cresting this pile of rubble, yeah. Liza. And if, and if Liza and Babatha were to come to my aid, they would also suddenly have a choke point against the spiders, right? Because the hole that I had to shimmy through was relatively small. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, clarify, are these chest bursters or spiders? Chest bursters. That's what I thought. Matt said spiders. Yeah. And then oh, I was like, sorry. oh, we did encounter a spider, but you made the chest burster sound. So I was like... No, that's yeah. that's my mistake. I forgot because there was also a literal giant spider in here. That's what I was picturing, oh. but my bad. So now with Liza peering over the ridge of this rubble, we see Gaultier interacting with this echo again. And the echo responds to him. I am the Martin of Umbros, and I answer to none but the God spoken, and you are not him. You, Gaultier, are bound to me now. Do any of those words mean anything to Gaultier? Like, is that anything Umbral. he's ever heard before? <laughs> Umbral. He's from a shadow world. Fuck! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, roll history. And I will tell you, uh, on top of that, on a basic understanding of English, Mikey is right. The use of the word Umbros does imply something shadowy right. something umbral um, yeah I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and spend a superiority die um mm-hmm. to do my tactical assessment which lets me add the superiority die to my history check tactical assessment oh god and they're both terrible oh, oh no. no uh i should be good at this and it's gonna be god awful that is a an eight and eight uh You feel like through various different cultures and civilizations, even the reference of the God spoken, it's it's something that you've heard before. And it's kind of hard to say if it's a specific person or if it was a group of people or if different groups of people believe it's a different person. Um, But it's it's a religious sort of... um, Capital T, capital G, the God spoken. Like, it's a thing. Yes, exactly. 
I will tell you that much. Uh, can Liza hear this? Yes. After after kind of mounting this ridge, yes. Yeah, and Babatha and Blep are moving up with Liza. Um, I just wasn't clear. Like you said that they could see Goldtier, but I wasn't sure if they could hear. Yeah, no. This this room that they're looking in isn't that large. You know, the sound is definitely going to carry. I think hearing that, knowing that it's in some way significant, but not knowing exactly how, uh, Galtier will reply like, "Well, now I don't mean to command you. What I mean to say is that it seems like perhaps we seek similar things." Is Galtier aware? Like, can I hear the creatures in the other cavern, or is that blocked? No, out? I think. Yeah, I think that this pile of rubble here is like dividing the two soundscapes. Okay, so then Galtier will take the tact of like, we are after, it seems like similar objects, but perhaps we are also after similar outcomes. You see, here in our humble lands, uh, many of what I believe are your kind, people who have your sort of uh, uh, presence, your your, I don't know what the right word is, but your less than permanence, your ethereal nature, uh, seem to be visitors on this plane, but perhaps you are newcomers. And uh, we don't fully understand where you've come from or why you've come here, or if you've come here intentionally, but we would prefer to communicate with you. You see, now, I've met several of your kind uh, since meeting you for the first time that while back, uh, you're the only one we've been able to speak to, converse with, as it were. The way to our salvation is in the Antiphony, that which you have thrown. Well, now, sal- salvation, I understand. Antiphony is a new word for me, so I uh, excuse my supreme ignorance in matters uh, that are not of my small, small knowledge, but... Uh, Perhaps you could enlighten me on what the Antiphony is, and, and perchance we could be partners in helping you achieve what it is you need. Hmm. <laughs> it's really disarming when he you're is... trying to confront somebody and they're being nice about it. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> he is. So he's still like circling around you as you guys are talking. You know, he's got his um, definite aggressive posturing towards you as he's talking and like. It does feel very intimidating, despite keeping your cool, which is a Galtier thing, definitely, but it does feel intimidating. I think after that last statement, Galtier's going to take it one step further and put his sword away. I'm going to sheath the sword. And uh, is there, am I, do I still have my back to like the rubble area? I think, I mean, so he's like wandering, he's like pacing around you. So I feel like you're, uh, unless you're also like matching his steps. Yeah, yeah. You guys are like rotating around each other. Okay, I think what Galtier will like hopefully deliver this line when he's relatively close to the rebel pile, uh, and then he'll sort of tack on to the end of it like, "Now nah, I understand these things take time," and like sheath the sword, and he'll go. Now I, I took offense earlier, but you're right, my bones is getting heavier than they used to be, uh, and try to like just sit down on like a piece of rubble that's like roughly chair height, you know, and say like, <laughs> like I said, it's been uh. You're, you're the first of your kind we've been able to converse with, and well, I'm sorry if I've approached you with aggression. You see, my king, 
sent me on a mission also uh, to recover these fallen media shards, whatever there they seem to is be. but one king, and he is God-spoken. Well, now, I agree completely on that point, but I think we might have a slightly different opinion when we get deeper into it. But I do respect your conviction, and if you could explain to me a bit about your king, your purpose, your mission, I, I, I do believe we are not necessarily enemies today. You just hear Liza, like, kind of whisper, what about the other 73 teams? <laughs> also, Matt, teams. it's really weird that, like, Gaultier managed to find a, like, folding chair in this cavern and, like, turn it around, you know, backwards. He finds a rock that is roughly chair-shaped and sits on it <laughs> reverse style. He's like, anyway, school children, let's hear about your life experience. Do any of y'all have a short rap prepared? (laughs) (laughs) The antiphony is that which will allow him and his followers to escape Umbros to salvation. That which I know you are in possession of two pieces. Oh, Liza, I I think that uh, the rock is salvation. I mean, maybe it, like, offered salvation, but do you think maybe that, like, it was capital S salvation was like, oh, look, there's salvation. It's coming from the sky. Oh, no, look, salvation blew up. Oh, no, now we have to pick up. Or do you think that they were, like, going to use it to save themselves? Also, shit, have those bug things noticed us yet? (laughs) Babata, I have no answers. Truly, this entire time, everything has been scary, everything has been weird, and everything has been confusing. So I have the same information you have, and I personally do not want to go down there. But we have to. Now, you said you were the Martin? Is it okay if I call you Marty? My god, this fucking idiot's going to get himself killed over nicknames. You may refer to me as Martin, or the Martin of Umbros. Well, thank you, Martin. Uh, It sounds to me like this Antiphony, we have a different name for it here, but I believe our name is the incorrect one. We've been calling them shards, it seems like, perhaps fragments of a greater thing. That seems to check out a bit with your story. There are uh, 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 pieces of this antiphony need to be combined. Now, I understand you have uh, your one and true king, but I also have my set of particular commands from those above me. And it seems like we are in a a lockstep here. Well, what we want to do is track down these shards and understand their power. Now, perhaps you already know the answers to all of those questions. And might I say, King Blythe, supreme ruler of all of Madrigal, and might ha! I say, a mighty fine man himself would be so, so incredibly happy to help people in need and show them the kindness and strength of Madrigal that perhaps we could help each other in this endeavor to track down this antiphony and free your people. 
I find you and your type to be weak and disgusting. The fact that you survive, I find, I find myself amazed. I can't fathom how you can make it this far in life and be as aged as you are with this sort of mentality. There is but one source of power. Oh yes, the heart. Shut up! You will find the pieces of the Antiphony and you will bring them to the Great Volcano. It will be done. Nick, is that is the Great Volcano a thing that is like an obvious we know which one? Or is... It's probably Sirfindal, right? I mean, I assume, yeah, but like, is that obvious yeah, to go yeah, yeah. to? Oh, the Great Volcano. Yeah, and he's, I mean, whether it's right I mean, or this, wrong, this the obvious implication from... is... Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get you. He totally might be from fucking from. Jupiter. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he well, is from. Um, I think it would also gross. be. I think it would also be like, to some people, Sirfindal might be just a mountain, and they may not even think right because it, it hasn't been active in a long time, right? Well, but the ashes. I always see, and I presumed the opposite, where people always assumed it was one of those like Hawaii type volcanoes where there's not a lava flow, but it's active all the time, which is why. Yeah, it's exactly. Ash. Yep. Gotcha. Yep, exactly. Got it. Okay. Uh, okay, so no, knowing that that is a location that I know of, I'll say, well, now, I, I understand this sounds like a, a pressing matter for you, uh, and I respect that quite a bit. And again, I, I must say, I think we are mostly aligned here where perhaps we can continue on our journey to collect the other pieces here and... Uh, uh, take them to their final destination. We're not actually going to like work with this guy, right, Liza? Like, do you think this is another one? Like, do you think he's going to just push him off the ledge? Like, I'm really have a, a hard time reading him. This guy fully looks like he could kill all of us if he tried. I mean, I agree. If he wanted to. I think this is full self-preservation mode from Mr. Pretty Pants Boy. Oh, shit. Liza, it just occurred to me, darling. Do you think he's just been waiting for us to like come in and save him? Oh and yes. Just been I, kind of are they are they close What's enough that I can on? hear them whispering and shit? Like, have they made it to the top roll, of the roll perception <laughs> check? I I think so, but it's going to depend on like how much attention you're trying to pay. Uh, um, that is a. And how much are you trying to like also like perform for? Like, are you oh, trying to be like? No I one, think I assume everybody's listening. I think Galtier started, like, fully started being like, well, if I talk, we don't have to fight. And then, like, nobody showed up. And he was like, oh, no, I'm going to die here. And then he was listening to (laughs) Martin's story and was like, oh, shit, actually, like, maybe he'll just give me the same quest I already have and we can kick this can down the line to when I'm not alone. (laughs) Uh, And and figure out, like, how bad a deal this might be. Uh, That is an 18 perception check. Okay, this Echo Martin. Should we roll he goes on and... to see how quiet we're being, or? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Just roll stealth checks. <laughs> um. Also. Okay, I'll roll stealth. You're making roll... a face like it was bad. I can't tell if that I means it was bad or good. I rolled so you can hear Babitha. That's a natural one. <laughs> Liza's like, I don't Oh, shit. Liza know. showed up with that big Liza energy. Like, hey, anyway, Babitha, that thing I wanted to tell you. 
Have you seen my stomach now, Babby? <laughs> this echo goes on a little bit. They sapped us of our power, of our essence, and our world is thinning. But our gods are not without mercy. They spoke to him and told him how to build the Antiphony. Now, I'm so sorry. Get it. Again, I don't understand fully the context. Get it, girl. Get it. I, I will. Can you work, up work. there be quiet? Trying to monologue. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? You can hear all this. <laughs> well, now, now, Martin. Once again, I'm I'm so sorry for not uh, already having done the homework, as it were. But when you say they, uh, this enemy force that is a besieging your world, uh, who who are they? Can you? Can you give me any information? Now, I have a sneaky suspicion they might be uh, sort of buggy types that seem to infect the people. The crew thick. Now, the crew... The what? <laughs> the crew thick. Savage creatures. They leech away. They feast and they feast in their hordes. Feast until there's nothing left. They aren't our curse. We seem to have uh, established a pattern of evidence here. Uh, we, we have, a, I should say, a working theory, which is that uh, those that harness the powers of magic here in Arbalea uh, seem to be targeted by these these crew thieves, you said? Are your people inherently magical? Or perhaps just more learned than ours. You seem to be quite, quite powerful. The crew thick are attracted to the thinning. Don't you understand? The sapping of our essence, the draining of our power, of our lives, attracts them. The gods have done this to us. The gods thin our world, drawing the crew thick. <gasps> But as I've said before, they are not without mercy. We're being punished and offered salvation. The Antiphony, you said? Yes. Well, then, once again, my friend Martin, we are in lockstep. I need to find every one of these shards that will build your Antiphony. And now, if you would kindly put your claws down, I think... Well, we may not be friends, but we could be partners at the very least. Oh no. Roll, uh, persuasion. Um, okay, okay, not terrible. What the fuck is my persuasion on? Why am I trying to persuade people? I'm a fighter! Um, oh hey! <laughs> That's a dirty 20. Oh hey! Uh, nice. He. He draws his cloak back and starts to put the claws away. Meanwhile, Liza, between your legs, and you look back, and there is one of these creatures stabbing into the rock behind you, climbing up this pile of rubble. You see one of them, two of them. Can, weird can Liza three of just them. take the shard and try and just slam the shard into the head of one of these bugs? 
Improvised weapon, baby. Okay, yeah. You can do that. Oh! Uh, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna cast... I'm gonna cast Thunder Wave. Oh, shit! Okay, yeah, yeah do it, do it. So you're looking down this hill okay. at or this like pile of rubble, and there's like four or five of them at the bottom of this thing that are starting to just like clamber their way up. I like lean over to uh, Babitha and just say, Auntie Babby, you need to go. No, I'll just say, Babby, leave. And then I'm just going to cast Thunder Wave at a second level and uh, have, I'm going to hopefully, if I can, try and basically have this be like a wave of yep, rocks nice. that like crests back over onto all of the bugs. Because everything that is unsecured, mm. everything that is unsecured around me in a 15 foot cube is moved yeah, 10 yeah, feet right. away from me. So Thunder Wave at second level. Yeah, I like this. Okay. This is it's, this is such a good play for sure. And they have to make a DC 13 con save. Okay, so I'll tell you what happens here. So there's these handful of these creatures that are climbing up these rocks to try to get to you. You tell Babitha to get out of the way. Blep clambers into the hole. And you look down and you just strum your loot, (laughs) bang your drum. This eruption of noise and concussion blast smashes a few of these creatures. They tumble backwards down the hill. A bunch of the rocks fall down. The hole above you effectively opens up because of this. A small little landslide opens up the hole. And now we are going to roll them bones. Because can I can I roll my 3d8 or does it really? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. That's an oh, that's a fucking eight. That's a three. That's a six. Shit. Uh, so seventeen damage uh, to any bugs around me. Um, and then all of them get pushed back 10 feet along with theoretically rocks and shit get thrown back onto the other bugs. Yeah. Um, okay. So at this, first of all, Galtier, you see Martin as he like looks up. Damn it. Liza and Babitha, you know, based on what you're seeing coming out of this hole and with this sound wave that Liza has just emitted. Oh, fuck, there's more! Shit! You cannot win this fight. Yeah. Um, alright, let's talk about it. Liza, what did you roll? 23. Oh, wow. Um, how about Galtier? Wow. Uh, 19. Okay. Uh, I got a nat 20 for 21. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Wow, okay. The coven's killing it. We're all gonna roll great, and he said he rolled well too, and it's just gonna not matter. Like this could have been six, okay. seven, and eight. It's we're gonna no. be the same order. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone is gonna roll uh, um, amazing, except for Blep, and then Blep is gonna be the one that saves all of our asses. No, Blep goes off my initiative, so Blep oh, is damn. great. All right, we have our initiative order. Let me just start by laying out a little bit of kind of some special ground rules that we're going to have here. So first and foremost, this is this is a chase for intents and purposes. So urgency matters. Um, each of your turns should take less than 30 seconds. I want to encourage you guys to go as little as possible. But 
If you hit 30 seconds, we're going to move along, maybe come back, maybe not, depending on the outcome of the next turn. Damn. Just make a choice. Just do something and act and trust that we're going to have fun. And that's what it's going to boil down to is having a fun chase scene here. Um, for the purposes of this counter and to speed things up, don't add modifiers to your rolls unless I give you a bonus or a penalty. That's just use the number on the die and roll with it so we're not calculating anything else. Everything is going to be a little bit abstract as far as spell ranges, spell intent, speed, etc. We're just going to go loosey-goosey with the rules for a little bit and see what happens. I like that the fact that there's no modifiers automatically incentivizes you to try things you may or may not be good at at equal frequency. Yeah, yeah. unless it's like, like obviously contrary to the intent of the rule as we know it. If you cast a spell, we're going to go with your intention as opposed to rule like the text of this spell. You know what I mean? We're just we're just trying to have fun, guys. So let me let me lay out some quick scene dressing really quick just so we know what we're dealing with currently. Dominating this large rectangular room is a ring of at least two dozen burned and bludgeoned doppelganger corpses. Most are dressed in robes, some of them are even fully naked. The ring of corpses lies on the outside of this 15-foot crater that was created by the orb that Galtier hucked out of the room. There is a carved crown molding style ledge 20 feet up on the walls. Just to accentuate the artistic merit of the room, there's these like carved stone columns in this cathedral-esque looking ceiling in here that are similar to the rest of the memorial, are carved with scenes of various heroes and battles, things like that. Additionally, there is a hole in the ceiling, almost directly in the center of the room, about 15 feet wide. The ceiling in this room is a total of 40 feet high. Did you say how tall the statue was? The statue in here was 20 feet tall. Now it's all in crumbles and rubble. Oh, okay. There's not, none of it's left. Got it. Okay. No, no, no. It almost, it, it looks like where this meteor shard impacted in this cavern looks like it was like on the statue. So it would have been like got the it. first okay. thing exploded. So that's what we're dealing with. We've got our initiative order. You guys currently, Galtier, you are talking to Martin of Umbros, kind of at the entrance of this room. You're sitting on the rubble that's blocking the door, whereupon Liza and Babitha are waiting basically just outside this room, seeing the swarm of bugs running down the dark corridor. Liza, you thunderwaved all of this rubble, opened up the door a little bit, and now, you rolled top of the initiative order. It's your turn first, and the bugs are, there's one right in front of you, and a swarm 15, 20 feet closing quickly. What do you do? Go. I'm going to immediately retreat, go back towards Martin brother and Galtier brother. I'm going to, if I can, scoop up Babatha and like leap down. Hell yeah. Yeah, roll a dex check. Go. Uh, athletics, my bad. 15. <laughs> All right, yeah, you're able to grab Babatha. She grabs onto Blep, and you guys slide down the bottom or slide down this pile of rubble. Babatha, it's your turn. You're sliding down the rubble. Blep and Liza in hand. Whee! What do you do? Babathy wabathy! She shoots the rope towards the ceiling. Um, it takes, just so we clarify, because we haven't um, done this before, I'm not counting this as part of my turn, by the way. Um, 
Apparently, it moves 10 feet at a time, so it's going to take a minute for it to get up. Okay. Yeah, don't worry too much about so it, but know. yeah, it, it'll, it starts shooting up towards, it can go all the way up to the, to the hole in the ceiling, 40 feet. Um, beautiful turn, Blep, what do you do? Eldritch Blast shoots off at the nearest bug. <laughs> Blep just starts unleashing Eldritch Blasts at the pile of rubble, trying to spray rocks up at the bugs, move the door a little bit. These bugs at the top start to like, <laughs> roll damage. That is three points of damage. Four okay. damage. Love it. Galtier, you're still talking to Martin of Umbra, so what's on your docket? Um, seeing them run down, Galtier is going to look at Martin and say, look, well, now I think it's time we made our way out of here. Let's go. Uh, and he will run behind his compatriots. I want to be the last person to the roof, basically. Um, okay. Sort of like he's doing the backpedal sword out, and if a bug comes near, I'll stab you, stab him. Yeah, cool. Uh, as you like leave the area of Martin of Umbros. He like with this sneer on his face, he watches you move and he just says, I was not chosen by the gods spoken because of my propensity for mercy. Return the Antiphony to the great volcano. And these like piles of rubbles and stuff just start to like <laughs> fall down in his general area. Um, it is the creature's turn and you see this one crest the top of the rubble and it starts to run down. It's gonna get just to Liza and as it reaches Liza you see a couple more two or three more heads and claws pop over the the ridge of the rubble Liza does a 17 hit you yes hell yeah baby you're gonna take a little bit of damage did I, did I pull off my movement to be able to intercept yeah okay I will use my reaction to do that so um it's a g10 plus my proficiency I don't, do you want me to roll it is that to minimize damage yeah, it subtracts from whatever lies I would have taken. Okay, he, he rolled a one to hit, so you are going to be able to completely negate all of his all of his damage. So this thing comes in, slashes down on Galtier with his claw, and it just, or on Liza. Galtier intercepts, deflects the claw. You guys are safe for the time being. Liza, how do you react? Bug in front of you, more at the top of the hill. Liza's going to cast command on Martin. Okay, do it. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm just going to say defend and oh nice tell okay. him to yeah, basically yeah, yeah. fight for us I like it all right I'm just I'm just gonna go over under with your spell saves just for the sake of time uh, he failed natural four okay um, so he like you can see this moment of confusion on his face as he as he hears you and it's just like some, this isn't right. Something is wrong. And then he just immediately, like, fring, draws his serrated claws again as he turns towards the bugs coming down the hill. It's kind of interesting that your magic is working on this guy. Babitha, what do you do? Babitha Your rope is... continues... Sorry, your rope continues shooting up towards the ceiling and is able to get up to the hole this turn. Awesome. Uh, and how far are we from it? Uh, so it's 40 feet down. This room isn't that big. Maybe... 30, 40 feet in total um, end to end. So you can easily get to the rope in this turn. Uh, then yeah, I'm gonna try to get to the rope and start climbing. Okay, cool. You can make it up 10 feet up this rope this turn right now. Blet, what does Blet do? And now you're hearing, now you're hearing like multiple. Yeah, so he's gonna shoot off an Eldritch Blast again. Uh, at whichever one is closest, and then grab onto the rope. And okay, roll the hit. 
That's uh, 19 to hit. Yep. And then give me some damage, too. Seven points of force damage. Okay, cool, 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 cool. This bug that's right next to Liza just blasts. Chitin explodes all over the place as Blep is bam, bam, bam. Galtier, it's your turn yet again. Uh, I'm going to book it towards the rope, and but stay. I don't want to pass anyone of the party so I can keep trying to intercept and stuff and defend. Okay, beautiful. Are you, you So you're not going to climb the rope, though? Yeah, I'll be, I want to be the last person on the rope. Okay, roll perception. 16. The top of this dome doesn't seem to be very thick, and you're a little bit concerned that if too many people get on this rope at once, it will collapse and you'll fall back down. Be careful. I will shout that out to everybody. Okay. I'll tell you, Babitha and Blep, that currently it is holding the both of you. You're both Great. pretty little fellas. Okay, beautiful turn. The bugs are going to go again. This time more of them get into this room. Now there's now there's four of them that are cresting the top of the rubble. There's two of them that are climbing back down. They're going to get to Liza again this time. And you see as they run towards you, they see Martin and they turn towards him for an instant, run at him. And as they try to impact him, they slash at him as he's trying to slash at them into a cloud of purple inky ether you see him like wavering there his face for just an instant and his claws come down like just barely remnants until they impact again and then it's just like he's gone that's some bullshit that i can cast a spell on him but he can't help us that's some (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like he's not completely there or something it's kind of weird isn't it bugs are going to come back towards you at this point two of them go for him one of them are going to come for you liza Ooh, natural four or that's not a four that's a six or nine it's a fucking five, hey, guys. Bud. I'm blind. <laughs> you do know you have glasses, right? Like, put them on, bud. In, in my defense, there's not different right. colors on this die. So when I roll it like a little ways away, they all kind of blend together. So natural five, the bugs miss as they come to slash at you, Liza. And it is your turn again. Liza's going to... I'm going to cast Bane on mm-hmm. okay. uh, the three closest bugs and Bane bug. Okay. three closest bugs and then I'm going to retreat back towards Gaultier and can I do a perception check to see if there are any like alternate routes out of here as long as you do it quick 17 you don't see anything else this chamber looks like it is the end of the memorial one way in and the roof going out okay and then I'm going to wink over at Gaultier and just say I don't like you very much, but thank you. And give Bardic Inspiration. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Babitha and Blep, it is your turn. You're on the rope, climbing up 40 feet. Um, you're going to move half speed on the rope, so move as necessary and keep track of it for me, please. Is there anything okay, you want to do while you're on the rope? Um. So you can let me know, can I still spell cast while on the rope? I'll allow it because it's fun. Go ahead. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, then Babitha is going to, she's going to wink at Blep, and she is going to send out an Eldritch Blast. Oh, rolled a hit. Oh, spicy moves. That, um, that's a natural one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, um, Galtier, roll a deck save. So you're looking down and you're seeing more and more bugs coming into this particular room as you're climbing the rope. You can, you're like at the height of the entrance now and you can see down the corridor again and you just see 
as far as your vision will allow you, just it looks like the floor and the walls are moving with these bugs. What's your deck save? That's a nine. Uh, it takes six points of bludgeoning damage as Babitha's Eldritch Blast goes astray and rubble falls all over you. You're trying to dodge it, blah, 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 and you can't quite get away. Oh, and it's your sorry, turn. Sorry, darling! Oh. Blep, do you want to do some more blasts? Uh, Blep is actually, he's going to let out a, a string of croaks that you uh, see even like Babitha's face get a little bit shocked uh, by <laughs> his just uh, he's just viciously mocked uh, the closest bug to Galtier. <laughs> okay. Are you going to continue climbing up this rope and how high up are you? Uh, so 15 feet up. Okay. Wait, weren't you, weren't you already 10 up? That's 15 more, right? So now I'm 25 feet up. Yeah, okay. Okay. Cool. So now you have Liza and Galtier at the bottom of the rope, like defending as you are trying to climb and get to the top ridge. Um, yeah, I viciously mocked that guy, the one that's closest okay. to Galtier. Uh, and he's going to take one whole D4 of psychic damage, probably because, like, a lot of those words don't um, offend in the bug's language. Uh, but he does have disadvantage on the next attack. Also, any uh, I cast Bane, so they yep, they should have disadvantage. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna fight. Are there bugs close enough to me that I need to yep. defend the rope? Uh, yeah, you can. So so probably five feet. You'll just have to step into them to make your strike. But yeah, yeah they're getting pretty close. That's uh, a thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, thirteen is gonna miss. It clinks off the kite. <laughs> Um, it's Bug's turn, and this same Bug is going to lean back with both of his claws, and he's just going to come down to strike you. And then um, we got a two with disadvantage because of the Bane. He misses. And then there's going to be two more Bugs in this general region. Um, they're all going to roll with disadvantage. Uh, that is not. I rolled three die. That is not how you roll disadvantage. Uh, double disadvantage. I mean, it's double disadvantage, I guess. The other one is, uh, the third and final one is going to come towards Liza and try to slash at Liza with a natural one. I hate it. Woo! So you've got three bugs missing. You'll love to see it. Now the situation grows far more dire. As you see from this opening, there are more bugs coming in. These th- You killed the one. Now there was three. Now there's 10 of them in the room. And you're seeing they're starting to like, from the opening, they're going up and over and down like this whole wall is covered in bugs that are swarming towards you guys not fun not fun at all liza what do you do how far is babitha from the ceiling babitha is 15 feet 15 you said it's 40 feet, feet right yes. yep so on my next turn i can make it to the top with my movement Liza is going to cast Minor Illusion to try and distract some of the bugs. Ooh, nice. And going to create another Martin. Yeah, I like it. That appears right where he disappeared. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, yeah, that's really good. I like that a lot. Roll Deception for me really quick. And meanwhile, I'm going to do move on to Babitha and then come in and after her turn. Babitha, what do you do? Uh, Babitha makes it to the top of the rope because she had 15 feet left. Uh, she yep. helps Blep up uh, and she 
focuses on Combatha see the shard. It is in Liza's possession, I believe. Oh yeah, Liza it's... has it like a basketball under their oh right, Liza <laughs> and their has belly. It. So okay, yeah, cool. yeah, you know where it is, and their belly is like illuminated. <laughs> okay, cool. No, I just wanted to make sure that we had it in possession. Then <laughs> in that case, yep. Uh, Babitha looks down and she sees from this kind of uh, growing swarm of these bugs, she sees a beautiful, you know, marble hand sticking up from the uh, from the ground, and she focuses her mind on it. And the the ha- marble hand raises, and then it shoots in a straight line through as many bugs as it can. Awesome! What spell is this? Catapult. Choose one so object cool. weighing one to five pounds within range that isn't being worn or carried. The object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet in a direction you choose before falling to the ground, stopping early if it impacts a solid surface. Uh, so you, so uh, if the object would strike a creature, it needs to make a dex saving throw. No, don't worry about it. We're moving. We're going. We're going. Just roll, okay. roll whatever that damage is. That is going to be three fucking D8s of damage. Y'all ready yeah, for this? Yeah, uh, that's a six, seven, and an eight. So that is going to be 21 points of fucking damage, bud. 21. Okay, yeah, you blast this hand, and you see as it just, like, goes through one, splashes, destroys chitin and blood all over the place. It smashes into another one. And you're seeing this, like, ricochet effect as it pummels through a number of these bugs. And they shriek and, and fall onto the ground. Blep, what does Blep do? Blep, pulling himself over the edge, uh, looks down, sees that Liza is uh, being attacked by one, and he Eldritch blasts that bitch. That's uh, probably not a hit. That's a seven plus, that's an 11 to hit. 11 does hit. Wait, no, 11 does not hit. What am I talking about? (laughs) It blasts some more rubble, and you see as it hits the wall, a bunch of of these carvings and stuff just start to like... It looks like they've been weakened by this meteor impact, and so they're like crumbling down and falling in the way. Um, so a number of these bugs are blocked off from it. Babitha, you're kind of like funneling them around just a little bit. Galtier, what do you do? I'm gonna hold at the base of the rope so that Liza can start there to climb. Um, are there bugs okay. within range still with all oh, that yeah. going on? Oh yeah, uh, more I'll, and more I'll, every I'll second. Okay, roll a hit. Galtier, I would say you go first, because I have a I have a strategy slash plan to get you up there quicker. I can recall the rope when the last one of you is on it. Oh, Nickel out that well, that's okay. Well, you're okay. Yeah, that's so, what I was hoping for because I'm I'm bottom of the order, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Oh, that's a natural twenty, baby. Boom. Natural twenty. Yeah, you're standing and banging and crack, crack, crack with your rapier. You're dodging out of the way, left, right. You duck, you hop over a, one of these slices that's coming towards your legs. You're moving around very deftly, which is what Baltier is good at. Um, and you're able to slice down a number of these bugs. How much damage did you roll? 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. I like it so much. Bugs turn. We've got two bugs that are going to stand and bang against Galtier specifically. Let's see what they can do. We got a... Man, this Bane is killing. How long does Bane last? That'll be a uh, 12 to hit and miss. And then it's there's two like more 10 minutes or something. At you. It lasts up to a minute and concentration. Okay, so. cool. So the total on this second attack is going to be a 14, which I imagine misses Galtier. 
Um, okay, cool. Let's move on to Liza. Glowing orb on their belly. Yeah. Liza is going to do a little hypothesis and move 15 feet diagonally away from the rope and see okay. if the orb or the shard is what is attracting the bugs. Okay. Um, and I should say that your minor illusion of Martin is very distracting to quite a large number of these bugs there because it's closer to the door anyways. So as they're coming in, their first target is this guy who's right in front of them. So it's, it is very helpful. Um, right. Yeah, roll of perception. 23. Um, it's kind of hard to tell with the absolute chaos in the room right now. It looks like the bugs are going after anything that's moving. Wonderful. The next thing that Liza is going to do is going to cast another minor illusion of the Martin that is going to be on about 20 feet. Uh, like So it's like there are two Martins on either side of this opening, and so it can yeah, distract sure. both of them going either way. Is that even allowed in the rules? Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Okay. It's it's definitely not, but we're, we're playing fast and loose here, and I like the strategy. Well, maybe Throw I just move it. Maybe I just move the the minor illusion to like another yeah, you spot make it so they like think a... it's moving. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm into it. Roll a deception on that one. I don't know that I ever got your previous deception, so let's oh, start now. The previous one was a 21, and this one's a 23. Okay, cool. Love it. Babitha, you're up. You and Blep at the top of the ridge. Um, and Gaultier and Eliza are still not on the rope. Cool. So they're going to... Babitha is going to shoot out... So remind me again, when the bugs are flank there's two attacking Galtier and one there's a Liza. bunch yeah there's i mean a bunch. technically two and one yes but there are 20 of them that are in the room now that are some of them are up on the walls and climbing up and around the room they're just kind of making room for each other at this point it's like think like a swarm of bats flying out of a tunnel right like they're just filling whatever space they can to get to the opening Okay, cool. Uh, then she's going to shoot out a ray of sickness at a bug. Okay, yeah. Uh, that is uh, 11 to hit, which is not a hit. Uh, and so Babatha goes, shit! <laughs> and then Blep uh, shoots out another Eldritch Blast, which is a nineteen, which is a 23 to hit. Definitely a hit. Roll up some damage. And that bad boy will be... Four points of damage. Four points? You got it. Galtier, it is your turn. You're seeing now it, it's growing increasingly frightening as you're seeing more of these things end up on the walls and they're moving around. They're flanking you, coming around on the backside and encircling uh, you and Liza as you're trying to fend them off. I'm just going to call out to Liza... It's time to go, uh, and head up the rope. Uh, I will use my I'll use my action to dash, so I can do a thirty full cool. feet up the rope. Okay, so you can almost get all the way up there. <clears throat> um, I am gonna roll a few attacks on you as opportunity attacks are coming um, from the sure. bugs as you're trying to move around this big pack of of wild creatures. So you're gonna take a fucking you're gonna take absolutely nothing. <laughs> A six, a six, and a four. <laughs> so you're able to make it up without 
almost no consequence whatsoever. Liza, it is your turn. Liza's just gonna run towards the rope and cast Thunder Wave and try and push Gaultier up higher because it pushes 10 <laughs> feet away. So okay. it's a 15 foot cube from me, from me. So I'm going to basically have him above me and I'm going to try and push him further up using Thunder What's the Wave. size of this cube? 15 foot. And 15 are you holding the rope? Like Liza, how the fuck are you getting out of here? <laughs> What is? What are you doing? Yeah, my thing was that I was just going to push him up there and he can drop it down and then it can recall me back up. Like, I want him to get up as quickly as possible so then there's as, as little weight because to me, it's quicker for him to get an extra 10 feet. Okay, blast him up. Yeah. Okay. He can do a, a, uh, a con save or he can purposely fail it. That's how he gets the 10 feet taken okay. away from him. Or You 10 got feet it. I, I, I like the play. Go ahead and roll uh, dex save. I, I, I'll i choose to fail it. Okay, I'm gonna need you to roll a dex save then as you get blasted up in the air 10 feet to see if you can grab the ledge here. It's five. Ooh-wee! That's a big fat fail. I mean, you have your bardic inspiration. Uh, what, what do I roll for that? Uh, roll your bardic inspiration if you want to, and I will have Blep also roll I, a dex what save. Do I, what do I roll for that? D6. We'll see if it's even necessary. Total of nine. Um, okay, Blep, roll a dex save. That's a dirty 20! Oh, I was getting ready to roll fall damage. <laughs> okay, I'm, yeah. I I love it. I'm into um, it. Do I uh, do I take damage from the Thunder Wave? Oh, yeah, yeah good call. Roll uh, that damage. Because, yeah, because the problem is that if it's high enough, I'm pretty low right now, and I might not be conscious if I need to save against something. Liza, it's your spell. Roll that damage. Yep. Blep is going to catch an unconscious body. Okay, that's a, that's a two. And that's a six. So eight. Okay, I'm up. Whew. Close one. I thought it was a seven at first, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> All right, let's roll it right along. That was Galtier's turn, I believe? No, that was my turn. No, that was Liza. Okay, that was Liza's turn. Babitha, you're at the top of the rope. You are. Uh, it's going to cost Blep his turn to grab... Galtier mm-hmm. and try to yank him up. Meanwhile, Babitha, it's your turn at the top of the hole. Uh, I'm going to hold my action to uh, recall the rope when Liza gets to it. Okay, cool. Um, I love it. Galtier, it's your turn. Still conscious, grasping on the lip. Blep holding you up. Up and out. Up and out. Do you have any ranged weapon or anything like that? Maybe you could... Uh, I have a light cross. I have a light crossbow. I can I can turn and shoot if I have enough... Like, I'm at full hit points. I'm totally fine. Okay. Famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, I'm into it. Well, okay. It is going to be Bug's turn. Liza, you are going to take a fair number of attacks as this cavern is just like filling up with these bugs now and they're enclosing on you. At least three of those have Bane, so. Okay. <laughs> let's roll Let's roll three Bane first. Let's get those ones right out of the way. We got a 12 to hit. Nope. We got a natural Juan. Nope. And we've got uh, 11 to hit. Okay, and then you're going to get a couple of extra attacks that are not feigned. These are going to be the bad ones as these bugs are just like coming around you for some strikes here. We've got a 21, 21, and 18. So All three of hit. these bad boys are going to hit you. Um, there's a couple other that are slishing and slashing at you, totally whipping. Meanwhile, you're going to get five, eight, and 13 total points of damage as these things are like 
One of them's like trying Nothing. to get its mouth around your calf. You act like I don't like the pain. So Liza is down in the bottom of this at the bottom of this rope, looking up out into the hole where they can see the daylight above. There's Kruthik swarming, chittering, chattering, shrieking, swarming around them. Liza, what do you do? Gonna if the rope falls right back down to me, I'm gonna grab it and take a dash action up the rope. Yep. Okay, you're gonna take a couple of opportunity attacks as you're trying to climb up this rope. Wonderful. Um, I'll give you one of your banes still. Uh, some of these, a good number of these creatures are still distracted by your minor illusion of Martin over there. They roll a twelve to hit you. I don't. Is that enough to get Liza? No, it is not. Okay, so we're going to get a couple more coming at you as you're climbing up out of this hole. Ooh, smoke's around. All right. There's a whole bunch of these things down here, probably 30 of them, 40 of them that have swarmed into this room and are, like, crashing onto this rope as they get you. Liza, I would like you to make a deck save, please. I haven't been part of an orgy this crazy in years. <laughs> a deck save? Oh, yeah. That was yes. at uh, Bethesda's party, right? I remember that. That was a good party. You thought that was crazy? Uh, it was a 22. Ooh, so nice. Okay. Liza, you're able to get on the rope and you start climbing. And these Kruthik are slashing at your calves and at your feet as you're just slowly, not even slowly, as you're dashing your way up the rope, arm over arm over arm. You're able to get away from all of these things without taking a single strike. But as you're looking up, you're seeing that these creatures are now on the ceiling as well. Shit. Liza's encounter with these creatures in particular has not ended. Babitha, it's your turn. As soon as Liza got to the rope, the rope started to lift. So that's okay, happening. Yeah. Can Babitha see the creatures that are on? Can Babitha see that there are creatures on the walls slash ceiling? Babitha, you saw them on the walls. It's very safe to say that you see them up, that you know that they're going to be on the ceiling. If they can crawl on the walls that easy, there's no way that they can't crawl on a ceiling. Babitha, seeing uh, that Liza is now kind of being pulled up and fighting these guys off, kind of fucking, I don't know, Tomb Raider style, I guess. Uh, she drops to her belly so that she is uh, flush with the edge of the ceiling so she can see down at an angle and try to hit the bugs that are coming up the walls slash ceiling at Liza. She's going to Eldritch Blast, whichever is closest. Yep, roll it. That is uh, another fucking 11. I keep rolling sevens on this die. Um, so that doesn't hit, but what it does do is it blasts the kind of ceiling in the room, and it causes a couple of them to fall nonetheless. You don't deal the damage awesome. to the creature that you're aiming at, but some of the ones that are crawling on the wall are taken by surprise and try to, like, jog out of the way and plump, plumb it down. <laughs> Galtier, you're up. Uh, Blep oh, is up. Blep, sorry. And Blep is going to basically mirror Babitha. He's just pulled Galtier up, and he's like kind of got that, whoop, you know, he's making that old man noises. And as soon as he's out of there, he's going to do exactly what Babitha did on the other side of the hole and start going to the other side. Okay, yeah. And this time he rolled an 11, so that's a 15 to hit. A 15 does not hit these creatures, but similar to what happened last time, you blast the wall to the sides and a number of these creatures like jump off to the side. One of them leaps from the ceiling back down onto the wall and has to start climbing again. Galtier, now it is your turn. 
just over the ridge of this thing. Uh, at this point, Liza is up with us, or not quite? Liza's five, ten feet below the opening to this hole. Galtier was just sort of strafe along the edge a little bit to try to get an angle with his crossbow. Yeah, okay. And, and also just shoot anything getting too close to Liza. Yeah, take that shot. So you guys at the top of the hole, you're seeing the similar surroundings of Crescia Dome, like the, the evergreen trees and the low shrubbery, things like that. You're back outside into nature now. What is your hit? Uh, it's an 11, it's gonna be a miss. Yep, that's a miss, clinks off. This one doesn't even distract any of the okay. bugs. Uh, it's bugs turn. They are approaching the general area where Liza is. And you, Liza, you see them now. They're at the top of this hole, like clinging to the ceiling. And it's like, they're looking up but looking down at you, waiting for you to crawl up. Like, they're waiting for you to get within range of them. And there's there's a couple of them waiting up there for you. You're gonna have to make some kind of move to get past these things. Oh. It's your turn. Oh, can I say also, um, Babitha, Blep, and Galtier, you can see them now at the lip of this thing. Like, you see one of them, their claw is like, overhanging the edge holding itself up as it's like rolling down sideways to look at Liza mm. so they're easily within your range at this point these ones at the top hole Liza what's up Liza's just gonna keep climbing and cast healing word on themselves you should be able to get to the top with the rope moving and you like what that's not the concern yeah it's mainly just that if there are a bunch of things that are going to attack me as I'm going yep. through, I want to make sure yeah, I have higher Yeah, what I'm saying is point. you shouldn't have to use your action to dash because the rope is moving 10 uh, feet and you are moving. They, they aren't. Oh, I thought you said that you were going to use your turn to dash, and I was like, you don't need to. Did did I? Okay. No, I was just going to say I was going to use my movement to go up the rope. I, I If I said dash, I didn't, I didn't mean that. Sorry. And yeah, so I'm gonna just use my movement to keep going up the rope, but as I'm doing that, I'm also going to use Healing Word on myself. Actually, no, I'm gonna cast Aid because then I can heal Gaultier and okay. myself at the same like time it. for five And you're gonna points. try to climb out. All right, bugs are gonna take their readied actions against you. Um, I'm gonna put their number at yeah. five waiting at the top. Every second that you're spending climbing, more of them are getting up towards Wonderful. this ring. Um, Gaultier and Liza, it is a, becoming a little bit nervous to you guys that they are also right. coming up to this hole just like you guys are. So, um, Liza, you're going to take a couple of attacks here. Um, I'm going to get two hits off on you. The lower take one your five hit points. 23, G. I'm sure, hits you. All the rest are going to miss. So, you're going to take a couple, a couple Ds of damage, if you know what I mean. By the way, did you uh, take any damage, Babitha or Blep? One of you can get five, get your hit point maximum boosted by five points. Sorry, were those temp hit points, not regular hit points? Uh, your spell bolsters your allies with toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range. Oh, Each oh, target's okay. hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration, which is eight so hours. So 12 points of hit points, 12 points of damage to Liza, and I'm going to need a pretty important deck save. Look! That is a 12. Do you have any inspiration inspiration, actually? No, I don't. I think I already... Yeah, no, I don't. Yep. I don't. I have one bardic inspiration left for myself. But Liza, I that's not terrible. Really. You're able to get your hand up on the outside lip with the stone on the earth above. You get a grip of some 
roots and vines that are growing on the ground and you pull yourself up as the bugs are slashing at your legs and your abdomen. You pull yourself out. Babitha, what do you do? I yell for everybody to uh, get back. I'm on the lip, baby. I can't do much. Could I use my movement to pull Liza up? Yeah. You get know ready, what I'm, get, and then, like, get ready for your hard action. move. I'll, I'll get Liza. Well, I can't make my hard move until you guys get back. Like, I can't Re- make my move. Yeah, but I say, so I'm like, re- re- ready it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I'm gonna ready my action where uh, for as soon as uh, my compatriots are ten feet or more away from me in the hole. <laughs> Blep uh, is going to. Well, I guess yeah. Blep is going to shoot off an eldritch blast and then move back. Is that the? Okay. Yeah, the one whose claw is up overhanging the dirt, trying to pull Cause itself I shit up you and not. out. I rolled another fucking seven. That's another 11 on an Eldritch Blast. I'm gonna time out this die. <laughs> it's like the fifth seven in a row I've rolled. Blep totally misses the bug, but it hits the ground above and this thin chunk of rock <laughs> blasts down. The hole gets bigger and the bug still falls. Galtier, what do you do? Uh, I'm gonna go get Liza and I'm gonna use a superiority die to use my bait and switch, which allows me, this is why I'm gonna try to get loosey goosey, like you said. Because oh, yeah. it allows oh, yeah. you to basically like swap places with somebody, um, but instead of like actually jumping down, I'm not going to hang on the ledge. I want to just um, pull them up and kind of shove them off because it yeah. prevents opportunity attacks for either of us, so we can scoot away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that works out. You need to roll anything, or does it just happen? Your AC boost or something uh, from it, right? Yeah. We we uh, Liza will get an uh, AC bonus for this turn. Of okay. Five. Okay, are you gonna are you gonna move or anything after that? Yeah, once Liza's okay. up, we're we are going to clear Woo! out. Yeah, the way yeah. Like okay, Babitha that's what I was hoping you would say. Awesome. It is bug o'clock. Does that does that trigger Babitha's move though? Oh yeah. Are are all of you out of ten feet from me now? Yep. Yes. Cool. Babitha, Babitha she kind of contorts her face like almost like it's kind of not like it's in pain but like extreme concentration where she's clearly getting ready to do something she's never done before and she just kind of like yells and this like these tendrils of dark energy shoot out from her and coalesce into what looks like two jaws coming and clapping on each other and all of the in all of the bugs within ten feet of me need to make a strength saving throw. What's the effect? We're not rolling. I'm not going to worry you too much about that until you tell me what happens. Okay. Uh, if they fail, they take full damage and can't take reactions until their next turn. Uh, and if they succeed, then they take half damage. Is this some sort of physical effect that actually happens? This is arms of Hadar, baby. So, yeah. like, if you cast this on a chunk of stone or something, would it cause the stone to collapse, I guess, is my question? Uh, it's on creatures. So it just affects the creatures. I'm not going to overthink damage. it too much. We're having fun here. You cast Arms of Hadar, and these arms come up, and they they grasp at these creatures, and they grab at them from the... I guess they grab at them from above, and, like pull them up into the stone, crushing them. And at the same time, the stone around where they pull them up into it 
the stone collapses. The hole gets bigger and bigger, but rubble falls on a good number of bugs down below. You see now that this hole has gotten bigger, and there are more and more of these feet on the ceiling, and they're moving and crawling, and they're finding their way out of this hole. There's some of them up on the earth with you guys now. She says, uses her bonus action to say, and the rope kind of coils around her as she like gets to her feet so she can start to run away. With that, the chase will continue next time on Knuckle Bones. I was quite done. I was really like, what the fuck? Are we still going to have to do this chase like outside that thing now because they're still swarming? Oh, yeah. I I was... I got nothing... I went on a tour of the Celestial Seasonings Factory. Does that count?